Hello, good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another podcast uh, session on design thinking and design critiques. I have just came out from um, Design Career Masterclass Clubhouse event called Better Design Critiques with the moderators Petrula, Leon, and Evan. And I'm really um, excited because although um, it is about design education, designers, and it comes from a graphic design-based um, individuals or professionals. I learned a lot, and it is on design critiques, and this is what we need to have, this conversation on what happens during a critique. And when I was listening to this uh, session, oh my God, there's so many similarities uh, between what other designers do and what architects do, because essentially we're designers, and we can communicate with each other. And this opened up a whole new world for me. Now, um, Dr. I think Dr. Petula Rontikis um, provided some guidelines to the discussion um, so that it is some sort of role-playing where she showed a logo um, and the other two persons in the room, the speakers, Leon and, and Evan, um, became critiques to her being the designer of the logo. And there were some things that was explained regarding the context Providing the context is a very important thing to the de- to the designer giving the br- the presentation, the objectives and the goals, and hopefully the critiques will be talking about, and and designer will be talking to the brief. It is based on the brief. There is also the project goal where you have to to give to the audience key messages what that goal is and what it lead to and what was it that you are trying to resolve since you started. Obviously, um, this is more to do with the interim rather than the final presentation. But that we, we they, they discuss about when it's almost the end or the final crit before present production and presentation, final presentation. That was discussed as well. And the third point that that uh, Petrula mentioned is the requirements and constraints and strategy. So meaning that wanting the feedback from the audience and hoping for that feedback. That's important for you to set the tone. 
set the tone, um, frame it. So then they went into the role playing, which is the first stage is praising. The second is observation and the third is judgment. Um, in what seems to be the formula for how to crit. Um, of course, it was kind of fun to listen to, to what is going on. Uh, regarding praise, there are two parts. One is just saying you like it, but it's not that helpful because when you say you like the logo or the design, and that's it, you should have a more objective praise, like you like it, but you must tell something specific or state the effectiveness of that design. And then um, using the, the logo, it was a specific logo that was designed by people and being used um, by the uh, company that that paid for it. So they used a logo of such. And they talked about the logo. And that's another point that, that was interesting is that, that the feedback, the feedback that the critic gives, that communication between the critic and the designer creates some sort of a contract or should be creating a contract between them. And this this point here leads to many, many things that I'm thinking about. A contract means an agreement between two, two parties. And the agreement should be or need to be something that assists with a positive outcome. An engagement where you give your opinions to be constructive towards the end goal of achieving an outcome that is a win-win for all. If you don't have a contract, means what are you there for to give the critique? Um, it is not a ranting session. It's not a complaining session, whining session. It's not a session where you... It's, what you say is based on um, some emotion that is negative. And it's not a based on any emotions because it's to do with thinking, deep thinking about something. Well, hopefully deep enough. She talked about the observation part, the second part to the formula. The uniqueness of the environment of the critique. Yeah, if it's, if it's to do with a paid client project, then of course that is a different context to um, education purposes. I think uh, Petrula set out to think about critique and an education context, but the discussion veered into design practice. 
as well. When you observe, uh, when observation is given, for example, the critique make say make the logo bigger. So the designer she she gave some pointers for the designer to say in a different way, uh, and not to give in to agreeing it. They they could say, "Let me understand. You want it more prominent." Uh, so. So giving other opinions as well, and also trying to make sure that the designer designer is trying to make sure that he or she understand what the critique was trying to say when they say it, make it bigger. Maybe it wasn't that clear. So the designer needs to be empathetic listener to the critique. Meaning the critique giving a feedback, so the critique is trying to assist with um, the development of the design. They veered into when non-designers may decide on the design based on just emotion, and so they say that mind is a mindset thing rather than being a process when that happens. And then we come into judgment, the third part of the formula. And judgment will mean uh, the critique saying about the logo, um, giving points about what they dis- they would they find problematic or whatever that they feel about the logo and the designer would need to acknowledge the judgment, but maybe in a different situation, like not just showing it in a clubhouse profile, but showing it, discussing about the logo in a face-to-face communication would be better to make that judgment. A judgment is based on a situation or an environment where other things could distract the critique or the critique feel that they have to make some judgment call when they don't really want to. You know, there's so many factors factor in. So underlining all is that if they get the brief right, they will get the design on target. And it's true with any profession, an architecture profession as well. And there are cases, even in education projects, where the students need to get more information so that they can actually um, get the design start started. So get they need to get the brief right, meaning a complete brief. There could be too many questions regarding the brief, where they have to speculate and in the process of designing it, they had to backtrack and and get the correct brief for the project, which wastes people's time. So they conclude with a few things. A good designer educates the critique. 
that is like an optimum thing where the critique felt that they learned something and and a good designer even if they don't educate the critique but they give food for thought and they take notes of what transpired at the end of it all taking in taking stock of all the feedback and what had been discussed and moving forward with that so all of these points that I mentioned give some ideas on better design critiques and led me to actually thinking about the word design and whether this this is the second part of my discussion the word design thinking I always thought it was an IDEO thing design thinking and specifically to product design specifically to um yeah they have a process where um they call it um problem finding framing ideation and prototyping and testing and evaluating you can find that anywhere in, on the internet about design thinking yeah i really thought it was uh, to do with a specific IDEO model of processes and not necessarily to do with architecture, but the definition in Wikipedia is that design thinking is a term used to represent a set of cognitive, strate strategic and practical processes by which design concepts Proposals for products, buildings, machines, communications, etc. are developed. Many of the key concepts and aspects of design thinking have been identified through studies across different design domains of design cognition and design activity in both labor laboratory and natural contexts. Okay, the second sentence is very much to do with product design, but including buildings in the first sentence and all those things that I mentioned about design concepts, proposals. Very much that uh, we do in architecture design. And there are all these similarities, obviously. When we do interior design, it's closer to product design. When we do a specific... Furniture design were closer to product design. And when it's more complex buildings and programs, putting together and dealing with the construction process that takes one year, two years, and so on, or even less, but the architectural sense. And... It becomes more complex, obviously. Is it design thinking? So, design, well, we, the design thinking seems so logically to do with architecture as well because well, we, we have to do design and we have to think about it. So, and then I went on and on previously thinking that design thinking is not really what we should be doing. Um, but I wasn't really clear on what design thinking was at that time. I was thinking 
that system thinking. And then somebody else said system thinking is to do more with engineering because engineering deal with design as well. And when you talk about engineering, there you go. It's a, it could be like pipeline design across countries. I mean, it could be huge. Or the infrastructure of drainage in a city. Um, and there's a formula there as well, isn't it? When you think about system thinking. So architecture... As well, people argue that architecture, no, architecture is not the same as all those other design disciplines. It's very subjective. And functional aspects of architecture is very minimum. And architecture is about drawing, really. The You know, there are conversations. I got this from yesterday's, so, yeah. This, uh, there, there was a, a talk by... Simon Heron and Susanna Isa, 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 given, hosted by S-A-B-E, U-C-S-I. And I, I catch a bit of the, the discussion where, about functional, functionalism or functional aspects of architecture. I know that both this protagonist are into art and architecture, many into drawings, namely, and, and architecture education and how the student of architecture explore drawings to, to propose the idea. It could be a simple idea. It could be a house in a forest. It could be a very simple idea like that or a bit more complicated. But it's the drawing aspect is what makes them able to explore the architecture. And functionality aspects is, could be very negligible or very basic and doesn't have to be really explored. Uh, so architecture could veer from that perspective to a more functional approach, which I'm doing in terms of universal design, design for all, using all those principles of universal design. If you were to set me in a room with Simon and Susanna, probably we would have to agree to disagree something. You know, and there could be an interesting debate about their views on... Um, architecture design studio projects and I'm being I'm being is the word practical here or I'm being realistic because of the if I were to do to create architecture design programs for the students I'd want the student to pass I'd want the student to get at, at the same time enough experience for them to be confident about themselves so that we are framing it in a way that all the support system, including studio masters, programs, and external critiques that come during the interims and the final, are contractually agreeing. They don't have to uh, sign a contract, but 
there's a contractual element to this, everyone agreeing to the program and everyone agreeing to assisting the student to gain confidence and to get from step one to step two. And that architectural drawing is not the most important thing. So here I am talking about design thinking and talking about architecture, taking away all these ideas that I've learned from a couple of sessions, one at the Clubhouse event just today and the other talk, and also ruminating and, and, and reflecting about all that has been said, all the ideas. And one thing is precious is the the learning part for the student of architecture. I'm putting aside the architecture practice and the designer. The student of architecture in getting feedback, in getting the frame framing right, we have to create the right sort of conditions for the student to actually have a learning experience that they find exciting, that they find meaningful, and that they could bring forward into the next uh, semester or the next project. So that is the most desirable outcome, in my opinion. And we have to work within the framework that's given to us in order for that to happen. In defining those words, whether it's design or just design thinking, whether architecture is also part of design thinking, and you know we agree to disagree that architecture could be more than just design thinking or system thinking, and how we are interested in certain things to to assist with the theory, theoretical knowledge to assist with the understanding of the architectural design world, in this case, for this podcast session. Um, looking back, looking to the front, the idealized situation of what architects should be. Now, the word should is taken in subjectively here. You could use the word could rather than should, architects could be someone who can make um, a very impactful, um, be very contributive to society. The architect graduate, uh, architectural graduate, could see themselves as part of a network and collaboration with others to solve problems. Or the architectural graduate could be just focused on meeting the needs of a specific client. And we're not doing this in a vacuum. We're not teaching or we're not creating the learning environment uh, um, from from just our thoughts, but we are always referring to models 
and learning concepts or studio learning concepts. So with that, I I like to stop here and hopefully uh, there are more discussions about this. And we keep on learning and thank you for listening to Talk Architecture. This is your host, Naziati Mohammad Yaqub.